of the People Show. It is Josh Elliott Wolf filling in for Big Nazar, who is here today. I promise he's just going to be on Canuck Central because Satyar Shah worked back to back days on the weekend. And, Ooh. Uh, yeah, no, he's taking the day off. Did he produce 32 Thoughts? Can't, I don't know. I, I didn't ask what he was doing on the weekend. I assume he didn't, though, because also with me today is uh, the producer of 32 Thoughts, Dominic Shramati. Hi, everyone. And uh, Victor Gauthier, who produces this show. Hi. Hi. Um, coming to you live from the Kintec studio, Kintec Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintec.net. You can also text in 650-650, Dunbar Lumber text line, Dunbar Lumber with three stores to serve you in Ladner on Bridge Street, Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center, or Arbutus in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. Coming up on the show today, Matt Verderam of Sports Illustrated is going to join us, going to talk some football, the Seahawks coming off a win yesterday, and uh, a bunch of headlines from around the NFL that we will get into with Matt also tonight, uh, the Monday Nighter, Bills, Broncos. Who's going to win? Probably Buffalo. Uh, So we'll talk about that a bit as well. Also in the second segment, we will get into some Canucks talk. 50 games of Rick Tockett officially in the books in his Canucks tenure. 51 if we want to be exact, but round number, so I'm going to go with 50. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Have your thoughts on him changed since the hiring and everything leading up to it? And what players have benefited the most from Rick Tockett? We will do that in the second segment. Um, but let's start with the Seattle Seahawks. They beat the Washington Commanders 29-26 to yesterday. Back and forth game. Our fearless commander, Canberra, was in attendance. He uh, spurred them on to victory, I believe. With his cheering. Yes. Um, so is Sam Howell, like the, the biggest takeaway from this, is Sam Howell just good now? Leads the league in passing yards. Has uh, Washington, in, in my opinion, has exceeded, I don't, I don't know if I would say exceeded expectations, but have been better than I thought they would be to an extent. They they haven't been, like, crazy good. They haven't been, like, the Houston Texans with C.J. Stroud where I'm like, oh, this team might actually be good. But Washington, especially Sam Howell, has has my attention, at least, um, for the time being. But I think there are still a lot of uh, coaching questions in Washington. So I just don't know if they're ready to take the next step yet. Fun fact, he's QB3 in fantasy football. Sam Howell? Yeah. And he was free two weeks ago in the Sportsnet 650 League. You know how I know that? that he's up. on my team now. Oh my. Dropped him for uh, – had to pick him up because Kirk Cousins' leg doesn't work anymore at the moment, just like one Aaron Rodgers. Segway. Um, Why? Well, <laughs> I had to because we're going to talk about uh, last night's game as well, the New York Jets. No. Are, you don't want to talk about it? Why? You were you were going off in the bullpen. You were like, oh, this Zach Wilson guy. He's figured what it do out. What do you want to know? He's figured it out. Does Why anyone want to talk about that game? And then every time I say, uh, Zach Wilson. So yesterday, what were your thoughts on him and the, and the game last night, Dom? The Jets' offense is bad. Fair enough. The Jets' defense is Super Bowl quality. Mm-hmm. And the two together produce a frustrating team to watch. Do you... 
because on one end, anytime the defense is on the field, magic can happen. Right. And it's and they're really good. For sure. Like they're really good. And then the offense gets on the field and we can't score a touchdown. Are you 33 drives. We haven't been able to score a touchdown. Do you think that because there was reports yesterday that Aaron Rodgers is targeting a mid-December return? Yeah. Do you think this is all going to be sorted out if he returns and he's healthy? No. Okay. I mean, it'll be better. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. It'll be better. Mm-hmm. But we still have the issue of after Garrett Wilson, who's your next best aerial threat? Al Lazard. Not great. Sure. Uh, and then your O-line, not great. Nathaniel Hackett, in terms of play calling, not great. Yeah, but that like that just feels like it's uh, like when Aaron Rodgers is back, Nathaniel Hackett is going to be the offensive coordinator, but it's just going to be Rodgers doing what he did. doing air quotes. For yeah, those who air quotes. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, but it's just going to be Aaron Rodgers running the offense, which is something think. like Zach Wilson – a, shouldn't be trusted with, and B, just isn't capable of at the level that Aaron Rodgers is. Here's my take on the Aaron Rodgers thing. Yep. I think Aaron Rodgers knows that this team isn't going to be in playoff contention come mid-December. And the reason why he's saying mid-December is because he can say, hey, I'm ready to come back, but we're out of the playoffs, so I'm not going to risk it. And then he gets to do the victory lap of like, I recovered from a torn Achilles, the quickest of any athlete ever, and I'm 40-whatever years old. Well, but, like, they haven't fallen out of the conversation I know it's yet. tight, but we're playing the Bills and the Dolphins next. Yeah, and not And do you think idea. we'll beat either of them? No, but, like, We've you never know. the Bills you could, once. You could win a game. Yeah, you beat the Bills once. Purely based on vibes that game. Yeah. Um, And the Dolphins. The Dolphins, look, I know the Dolphins are good. But well, I, they only beat teams with losing records. Yeah, they're still. I and think the they're Jets still have beatable. a losing record. Sure, but I think they're still beatable. If uh, sure. if everything goes well. Yeah. But like every, everything has to go well uh, for the New York Jets to beat a team like the Bills or the Dolphins. Uh, what else happened yesterday? So the 49ers, Is anybody going to be able to stop? The Niners with Chase Young and Nick Bosa on the no, defensive line. Absolutely not. That was scary. Yeah. And the Jag like they just took care of the Jaguars. Um I personally I was like, hey, maybe they're falling off. Brock Purdy had a rough few weeks. Then George Kill showed up. He did wow. make I will say Purdy made just an incredibly ill advised throw yesterday for that IU touchdown. Mm-hmm. That just worked out. Um sometimes you gotta make those throws though. Sure. But more often than not. That's not going to work out. What's his expected goals? <laughs> that <laughs> Let's look at the analytics. Brought to you by Dom's model. Dom Shermatty's model. Uh, anyway. I I think I maybe wrote them off a little bit, and that was ill-advised. Well, things have changed that was since it, yeah. you wrote them off. I made a mistake, and I'm owning up to it. Well, no. I don't think it's so much a mistake as the circumstances have changed. What's Your pass it? rush is now maybe the best of all time. It's it's legitimately insane. And Brock Purdy is still Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a league average quarterback who's going to make some good. He's going to have some good games and he's going to have some mediocre games. And he's going to have some bad games because that's what league quarterbacks, league average quarterbacks do. Yeah, like that's just that's facts. It is. It is. Um, 
I do week still to week that offense is gonna you know it's there's gonna be ups and downs. It's yeah. a roller coaster. But now they've loaded up so much on defense that I just don't know if it's uh if it's gonna matter. Like maybe you get to the playoffs and you gotta play Philly and then all of a sudden like then then it matters because it's a team that's actually elite, knows how to but like I would have said the Jaguars were a team that could have compete like been competitive with them. And they weren't yesterday at all. But it's also it's different in the regular season, I guess, as well. That's gonna impact things too. When you get to the playoffs, teams are taking you a bit more seriously, I guess. I n- I now want to see if that 49ers defensive front can stop the tush push. <laughs> Honestly, well, if any team could it's Probably, that one, yeah. But I don't think any. I don't think any team is going to. Um, also, we talked. We talked about Dom's favorite team, the New York Jets. Uh, my favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings, riding the Josh Dobbs train. The astronaut was cooking in Minnesota yesterday. Yesterday, and uh, I even as a Vikings fan, I I kind of again on the theme of writing teams off. I wrote them off a little bit. Kirk Cousins got injured. I was like, you know what? You're already kind of battling for a playoff spot. You're still going to win games, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Josh Dobbs has come in, and he has been very, very good through two games for the Minnesota Vikings. I think it also goes – it says a lot about their coaching. Kevin O'Connell has been great this year. And last year, I think his record in his rookie year was kind of inflated – but this year we're seeing him have to coach himself out of situations a little more difficult than he did last year. Uh, it is the People Show. Josh Elliott will filling in for Bick Nazar. Let's bring in our next guest. He is Matt Verderam, NFL staff writer for Sports Illustrated. Thanks for taking the time, Matt. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? Uh, we are doing well. Appreciate you taking the time. I uh, wanted to start with the Sunday Nighter last night um zach wilson he had some moments at the end of the game ultimately jets lose uh robert sala comes out today and says wilson has actually been uh playing pretty well do you agree uh it depends on the the metric we're going by if it's compared to previous zach wilson outings then yeah if we're going by standard nfl quarterback play uh, I think he leaves a lot to be desired. Like, look, I mean, they they played a Raiders team last night that defensively cannot stop most games. I mean, Max Crosby's phenomenal. And after that, it's a whole lot of just guys. And the Jets couldn't get in the end zone. They couldn't score a touchdown. They, they end up with 12 points, and they, they give up 16, and they lose. The defense set them up with a turnover early in the game that the Jets couldn't do anything with. They had to kick a field goal. Um. At some point, if you're Robert Sala, to save the room, you've got to be able to sit there and say, hey, look, I'm doing everything I can possibly do to win a football game. And if they continue to play Zach Wilson every week, I just don't know how you look at your, your players in the face and you, feel, you honestly can say that. I mean, say whatever you want about Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon is at least somebody who is – won games, who's had a winning season as a quarterback, did it in Denver years ago. He's not great, but it's hard to look at Zach Wilson if you're a Jets player, especially on defense, and genuinely be inspired that he's your quarterback. There were the reports yesterday that Aaron Rodgers is uh, eyeing a mid-December return, which 
feels like crazy. Uh, do you think that's enough for that offense to turn around and at least be good enough for the defense to, to help them win games? You know, in theory, I mean, if he actually was able to come back and be Aaron Rodgers, then yeah, sure. The problem is you're talking about if he were to come back, let's just say whatever, let's say it's December 10th. That's three months from blowing out your Achilles. First of all, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't think a doctor's going to clear him, and I don't think the Jets are going to clear him. Because if you're the Jets, your next two weeks are the Dolphins and the Bills. If you lose those games and you're 4-7, what's he coming back for? To do what? I mean, realistically speaking, what is the upside of that? Now, if, if they're somehow in the playoff race and, and, and they can miraculously get in, maybe. I still just the, – the human body is the human body. And Aaron Rodgers has a ton of willpower, and he's attacked his rehab and all the credit in the world to him. But that feels like a really, really significant reach that he's going to be back in time. If he can come back and be him, yeah. I mean, look, I don't think it fixes everything. They can't block anybody, and they have one legitimate receiving threat. I mean, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl if he comes back and they made the playoffs. But mm-hmm. um, they would at least be obviously better considering that their, their quarterback right now is one of the worst five quarterbacks in the NFL. For the reasons you mentioned as well, like they can't block, they don't really have the the aerial threats um, for them to really be successful. Like it, it almost feels like it would be dangerous for him, and and maybe that's why the team doesn't clear him. But it would be dangerous for him to come back and put himself in a situation where, like, if if he gets injured again, that could could be it pretty easily. Well, and you're right, and that's a great point because you know if you think about it from Joe Douglas' issues, right, and, and even Robert Sala, but specifically Douglas and, and Woody Johnson up top in ownership. If he comes back and it's premature and he ruptures his Achilles again, God forbid, now you're in a spot where, first of all, you're going to get crushed because everybody in the world, right or not, is going to sit there and say, what were you doing? But also – you're now looking at next year, he's, he's out for a significant chunk. And look, you, you would obviously be better prepared, one would think, than this, because you would know he'd be out. But the point remains, he'd be out. And you're not going to get a quarterback as good as, as Aaron Rodgers. So now you're not only throwing this year away, you're really hindering next year, if not flat out throwing it away, depending on his rehab. So I look at the Jets and say, these next two weeks – are going to determine quite a bit, no matter how his rehab goes. If he cannot, or excuse me, if they cannot, if they cannot win one of these next two games coming up, Miami, Buffalo, I just don't see any real reason to bring him back. I mean, the four and seven, you're not making the playoffs, no matter who's playing quarterback. So um, this is a big ask of the Jets to try to go to Buffalo next weekend and win. And then on a short week, it's at home, be at Miami on that Black Friday game, and try to win that game, that is, that's a lot. That's a lot for that team considering how limited they are offensively. Uh, it is Matt Verderam joining us on the People Show, uh, Matt Verderam of Sports Illustrated. Uh, so we're kind of talking about the AFC in the playoff picture and how difficult it would be for the Jets to get in. One team that's been very, very surprising in my eyes has been the Houston Texans, and, and C.J. Stroud has just been um, way better than I think a lot of people thought he would be coming into the season. Do you think they are a legitimate threat, maybe not in the playoffs, but to make the playoffs in a loaded AFC with how well C.J. Stroud is playing? I got to tell you, if you look at their schedule, they're making the playoffs. I mean, that team, 
I don't want to overreact in the sense, though, in the sense of the, like they just lost a couple weeks ago to Carolina. Okay, like, this is a young team, and young teams, even with talent, have a tendency to be all over the map. That being said, their schedule is extremely conducive to them getting the 10-plus wins. And while I don't know that that'll win the AFC South, although it's not impossible, they're a game back there to beat Jacksonville on the road. Um, I think 10 wins I mean, probably gets them in the playoffs. They already handled Pittsburgh. They just beat Cincinnati. So now you're sitting there looking at a, at a situation where if you're Houston, you get to 10, you got some tiebreakers. They also will play Cleveland. They, they obviously could win that game, although it won't be easy. It's a very, very nice situation for a Houston team that has nothing to lose. Nobody expected them to be where they are. If they make the playoffs, everything's gravy. Um, I think D'Amico Ryan's right now is the coach of the year, and C.J. Stroud is obviously the offensive rookie of the year. It might be in the MVP conversation. It is kind of wild to compare, and we knew this coming into the season, I guess, too, but the AFC playoff picture compared to the NFC playoff picture is just – it's night and day, like in the AFC, you've got the Bills on the outside looking in, though they do play tonight, the Bengals as well, the Chargers. Yep. Um, on the NFC side, it, it kind of feels like the top seven teams are in there. Well, top six and then whatever team wins the NFC South. Do you think there's any team on the outside looking in in the NFC that could potentially make this a bit more competitive down the stretch? No, I, I really don't. I, you know, I mean, maybe you'll get – I mean, Washington had they have beaten Seattle yesterday. I think they'll look at them and go, okay, they were five and five. You got the Giants this week, okay, probably six and five. I just don't see it. I mean, when you look at when you look at all these teams, they just have such fatal flaws. Now, I think really for the NFC, it is like you said. I mean, it really is just about seed at this point. I think you know who's making the playoffs, even in the South. You know, the Saints aren't a given, but. You'd probably feel pretty good about betting on them right now. I mean, I don't like to love Tampa because the Falcons can't get out of their own way and the Panthers are horrific. So, yeah, I think you're probably looking at, you know, the seven are. The AFC, <laughs> totally different story. Um, the Bills are fighting for their lives tonight. There's no other way to put it. They lose that game, they're not making the playoffs. They still have to go to Miami, to Kansas City, to Philadelphia, to the Chargers, home against Dallas. And they've already lost four conference games. Cincinnati and Baltimore on Thursday night. That is about as big of a game for Cincinnati. I mean, it's big for Baltimore, too. But Baltimore, they're going to make the playoffs. Cincinnati, if they lose that game, they're 5-5. They're five and five. All five losses are in the AFC. And they've lost the head-to-head with Houston. I mean, it is for those two teams who everybody coming into the year thought, okay, along with Kansas City, that's kind of the trio. Those two teams are legitimately fighting just to make the playoffs, which is something I don't think anybody thought would be the case back when we were breaking camp here in July. If those two teams, the Bengals and the Bills, either miss the playoffs or out in round one, regardless, have disappointing ends to the season, do which one do you think hits the panic button the hardest? Buffalo. And it's a good question in the sense – I mean, it's a good question, period. It's a good question in the sense that Cincinnati – is a team that you'll look at them this year and you know things are going to be different next year. Higgins is a free agent. Maybe he gets tagged, but he's, he's scheduled for free agency. Mixon and Boyd are almost certainly gone. Um, that is a team that next year, look, they're still going to be a very good football team, but it is not going to be the same game. There is no two ways. Buffalo, not as many big-time free agents, but they're going to have to cut some guys. They're in a spot now 
where the cap situation is really going to hit them pretty hard. They have not drafted well for a while, and that is going to come home to roost here. They are old. They are expensive. And I think the biggest reason you're hitting the panic button with them is because of that. Their age is just – they have a lot of guys who are meaningful players in that team who are 30 and up, who are reaching the end of their elite status, who are, who are major cap hits, guys you're probably going to start moving off of. And I don't know that they have the answers behind them. I mean, they are really to a point where, you know, this is now the fourth year of this run where you go, okay, they can win the Super Bowl. If they don't make the playoffs or they get blown out in a wild card game, I think you have to start having real conversations about, okay, where do we go from here? Is this the right coaching staff? Is this the right supporting cast for Josh Allen? Do we kind of have to do a soft rebuild the next couple of years where, look, we're going to be competitive, but maybe maybe all the stars would have to align for a deep run because we got to kind of retool this thing. So while I think it would really hurt Cincinnati, I think it would be crushing for Buffalo. Uh, elsewhere, the Patriots are definitely going to have to uh, make some moves in the offseason after another uh, disappointing performance yesterday um, for Mac yep. Jones and company. What do you, what do you think of – like, do you think they should move off of Bill Belichick? I think they should sit him down at the end of the season. I don't think there's any world this happens during the year. You have you have to have enough respect for him not to do that. You, you, you go through the season, whatever happens, happens. And then Robert and Jonathan Kraft to sit down with Bill Belichick and say, look, you are no longer running our player personnel department. That's That's over. Like, you, we are cleaning out that department, which is not only significant because Belichick wouldn't be the GM anymore, but those are all his guys. And you have to make clear, like, this this failure is on you. You not only coached the team, you built this team. So we're bringing in the GM. We're, we're the ones hiring him. You're not going to have a say in it. We're bringing in the whole personnel department. That's on us. I would offer – to let him still coach the team. I still think he can coach. They just have no talent, which is also, again, his fault. I just don't know that Belichick would stay. I, I, I think if they were to kind of present that scenario to him, I would think Belichick would say thanks for the memories. And then it becomes, does he retire here in his early 70s? Or does he go somewhere else? And if you look around the league, look, there's not going to be any shortage of teams that are going to be a lineup for Bill Belichick. I mean, I, I look at a team like Washington, who – Everybody in the, in, the, in the world in the league believes he's going to have a new coach at the end of the season. And you know, he is from Maryland, you know, for obviously Naval Academy, all that. I, you know, and, and you have a new ownership, Josh Harris. I mean, what better move to make to kind of restore faith and credibility in the organization than a guy like Belichick? Um, I, I would be surprised if he's back after this year. I would also be stunned if he's fired during the season. Hey, Matt, really appreciate you taking the time and uh, enjoy the Monday Nighter tonight. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Take care. There is Matt Verderam, NFL staff writer for Sports Illustrated. You can follow him on Twitter at Matt Verderam. Um, I do like. I do wonder where Belichick ends up after this season, because I I don't think he wants to go out like this. You know, he's not going to the New York Jets. I don't think he's retiring. He's not coming to the Seahawks. I don't think he's retiring. The Chargers are another team that kind of, kind of interests me, um, but also it kind of feels like. They uh, want Kellen Moore to take over, you know? You know what would be cool? What? Takes over the Carolina Panthers. 
Why, why would that be cool? Because you got a young uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. But also, like, if you're Belichick, do you want to go to a team where not only are they going to suck, like, they suck this year. Yeah. They also don't have their first round pick this year. Yes. And then, so they're probably going to suck next year. Too. I take the challenge. Yeah, but, like, he, he took the challenge by staying in New England with Mac Jones. So? Um, Mac Jones. Yeah. And Bryce Young is much better than Mac Jones. We hope. Haven't seen it yet, though. Oh, the team is crap. Sure. No, I agree. And, like, Adam Thielen is his best receiver. Yeah. It's not ideal for uh, Bryce Young in Carolina. I, I don't think he would go there. Uh, Washington, that Matt brought up, is interesting. But, again, it's like both the Chargers and the Commanders have these protégés, I guess, who are just, like, waiting for the head coach to get fired. And so I don't know if he ends up there. You know what you step in and you do well? Where? Team on your shirt. The Vikings? Yeah. Kevin O'Connell has been great. Might be coach of the year. uh, There's no reason for uh, the Vikings to be in on uh, You're telling me. You're telling me. Hall of Fame coach comes knocking I would legitimately be disappointed. What? Because I think Kevin O'Connell is a really good coach. We've seen it in the last two weeks. Like, Josh Dobbs has been going off. They didn't miss a step. He's been great. And Brian Flores on defense, give him credit too. Um, another team in the division, though, that I was going to bring up, Packers. The Bears. Okay. Oh, right. Not the well, the Bears too. Sure, the Bears. Um, but the Packers, I think, would be uh would be interesting as well if they think Jordan Love is is the guy they should be. He would match well with the lore of Lambeau Field. Yeah, it just yeah. feels like he should. Uh, it feels like he should just be in a cold city. You know. Yeah, with his hoodies. Yeah. Yeah. Like him, him being the coach in L.A. I can't see him. Yeah, ripped off sleeves? Yeah, I don't know. I can't see it. SoFi Stadium? I don't see it. Uh, It is the People Show. Josh Elliott, Wolf, Dominic Tremati here as well. Uh, On the other side, we're going to get into some hockey talk. The Canucks coming off back-to-backs on the weekend. We'll get into that. We'll get into uh, Rick Tockett. He's coached 50 games in Vancouver. What do you think? Your thoughts? On the other side, get your text in 650-650, Dunbar Lumber Tax Line. It is the People Show. Josh Elliott Wolf here on Sportsnet 650.